I'm telling you, I don't care about the rankings. Texas A&M has the best portal class in college football. You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked On Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefaniak. Thanks for making Locked On Aggies your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a weekend full of a ton of excitement as Mike Elko brought in portal commit after portal commit after portal commit. And I am telling you right now that I don't care about the rankings. Texas A&M has the best portal class in college football. So, you know, we're going to talk about these players today and all the additions. But before, I just want to talk about this portal class and why I feel that way, that this is the best portal class in college football. Ole Miss fans, I know, hey, if y'all are here, um, I get it. I get it. Good portal class over at Ole Miss too, but I throw out the rankings in all honesty. I do. I throw out the rankings when it comes to the transfer portal. I, I don't think that transfer portal rankings are where they need to be quite yet, you know, I, with it being a newer thing. And I just don't quite think that, that stuff is great. And I mean, just looking at all of these players and watching tape, I think every one of these players in this portal class can come in and help this Texas AM football team. I think you've got a ton of talent. Everything you want in a portal class, you have here. You've got young guys to develop, you got some older guys to come in and help you now, players that are experienced at the Power Five level. Every single thing you could possibly ask for in a transfer portal class. Mike Elko has put together here in this class. And that's why I think this is the best class in college football. Ole Miss is great. You know, it's no secret. Ole Miss is a great class. Colorado, good portal class. But I'm taking this Texas A&M transfer portal class over them. Like I, said, I know Walter Nolan's over at Ole Miss. I know they got um, the good receiver. I know they got a lot of good players over there, but I'm taking this class. And, you know, I think that part of the reason that you know the, a lot of these players, I'll give you an example. We're gonna talk. We're gonna start by talking about Donovan Sanders, um, the transfer corner from Cal Poly. And listen, you know this dude is a is a top portal corner in those rankings. Which, like I said, I don't value a ton. But what I do value is the tape I watched on this player. And I always say. Those of you everydayers know, I say this all the time, tape does not lie. Tape doesn't lie about a player. Now, I'm going to talk about the tape I've seen on every one of these players today. There are a few things. I'm not going to sit here and say, I love the tape, I love the tape, I love the tape, you, you know, because there's a lot of players that have some things to work on, have some things they didn't do well last season, and we will have that conversation as well. But, um, I just, ladies and gentlemen, I love this portal class for the Aggies. I love this portal class. I think that Mike Elko is doing an incredible job. And lastly, I don't think he's done yet. You know, 
he kept posting his new bat signal he has, which is great. You know, I mean, it, it's fun when a coach has that and you know, uh-oh, we got a player committing. And Coach Elko does that with the Manziel. I love that. It's a ton of fun. Nothing beats getting on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and seeing Coach Elko's posted that. I've turned on the notifications to where, you know, I hear about it. But it's – it's um. This portal class is in a really good spot right now. I think that a lot of these players are going to come in and help this football team. You know, and we talked about year one success under Mike Elko. What would that look like? What would that need? What would he need? He's doing what he needed to have year one success. And we're going to talk about, I wanted to talk about all these players first. And then I want to talk about how well I think Coach Elko's done in the portal based on position and the need. So that's my thoughts. That's my arguments for why I think this is the best class in college football. I think it, I, 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 portal class, excuse me. I just, I like these guys. I like the tape. I think some of these players are a little bit underrated. And I think some of Ole Miss players are a little bit overrated is part of my rationale as well, too. And if you disagree with that, that's okay. Um, but so we'll start talking about Donovan Sanders or Saunders, however you want to say it, Saunders. I guess it is Saunders. But Donovan Saunders, the corner from Cal Poly. So 6-3, he had 11 PBUs, three interceptions. And I would tell you this right now. I have this written down with exclamation points and in bold. I, 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 I don't want to say I think. I'm going to tell you he will start. I, I feel very confident. I just love – all, we're going to talk about multiple different corners today. This is, you know, so I want I want to make that clear that I am laying my claim right now that this is my guy so far in the secondary. Um, I think he's going to come in and be a monster. I think he can come in and play in the SEC. I think he is going to be an incredible football player at Texas A&M. So you know, we're like I said, we're going to talk about some more corners. You could already, you know, we, we, Will Lee, Will the Blanket Lee committed. I'm taking this guy. I like this guy. Go watch the tape on him. I just think everything, I like the length. I like the 6'3". He's quick. He's great in coverage. I really think that Saunders is a player who's going to come in and have an immediate impact for, you could argue, the most important position of need on this entire Texas a and football roster, except for you know, right up there with offensive line, offensive tackle. So uh, Donovan Saunders is a player that I'm frankly stoked to see in a Texas A&M uniform. I think he's going to be incredible, and I think this stop at Texas A&M is going to be his last stop before he moves on to the NFL. That's how good I think he is. So, um, once again, I always joke, and I say, hey, it's Monday. Anybody need a little pick-me-up? Go watch the tape on this guy. It will make you feel better. I promise. The next guy is Scooby Williams, the linebacker from Florida. You know, another position where you got some guys we all like at linebacker, but I definitely think that you could, you know, continue to bring in more additions for depth, for competition, for, you know, competition is a great thing. I talk about that all the time. You want players to be competing for starting roles. And I think that's what Scooby Williams will come in and do at Texas A&M. Uh, six foot two, a two thirty. I have him listed at here. Yep, six two, two thirty. Highly ranked guy out of high school, talented football player. Uh, last year, fifty five tackles. He had a sack, two forced fumbles. Here's the issue, and this is what I alluded to just a minute ago, saying, "Hey, I'm I'm going to talk about the tape and, and thoughts." He did miss some tackles. 
I have him down for 15 missed tackles. Um, and I think this is the other bright side of the transfer portal is bringing in players with things to work on, bringing in players that, you know, maybe didn't have the best season uh, possible or need things to work on. So Scooby Williams, not the best PFF grade, you know, not the best tackle grade. He has stuff to work on, but he has that natural talent that I believe Coach Elko can come in and utilize. I I mean, you know, I, I think that he can – I think that Coach Elko is going to get the most out of his players, and a player like Scooby Williams is the perfect prime example of a player that you want to try and get the most out of just based on the raw talent he possesses that I think can still be found. So, missed some tackles, but there's talent there. If you watch the tape, you see some missed tackles, you see some different things, but then you see some good things. Like I said, you see some signs. This guy can be a really good football player. And that is what I see from Scooby Williams. So stuff to work on, of course, but I like the tape. I think he can help this football team. We're going to talk about the player that I'm most excited about that committed over the weekend. And he's a wide receiver. And I think he could come in and have 600 ish yards for the Aggies. I really like this guy. I think he's going to have a great season, make this football team a whole lot better. We'll talk about who that is. And the rest of these transfer portal additions coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I got to tell you about our amazing friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the Explore tab. I love that because they show you different bets that some people are making. And you can kind of, oh, do I want to do I want to place that myself? It's easy to use, fun to use, gives you some good ideas. Ton more you can do over on FanDuel. It's a ton of fun. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So now we're going to talk about Jabri Barber, the guy who, frankly, you know, I, I – this guy, I get, I have a little bias. I get excited about running backs and wide receivers because it's just easier to get excited about those players. You know, we all know skill position players are, fu- are fun and easy to get excited about. But Jabri Barker, or Barber, excuse me, not the biggest guy, you know, five foot 10, a buck 74. But I don't care because he plays football the right way 75 catches 999 yards and five touchdowns last season at troy um and 79.3 pff grade he's a pff darling watching him play you know i was kind of curious with his frame i saw his frame before i saw the tape and i said okay what are we going to see on this tape is he going to be a speed demon is he going to be a route runner is he going to be a gadget guy what is he going to do as a football player. And what I saw 
is a whole lot of everything. And that is the type of stuff I like to see. Speed demons are great. It's great to see somebody who can, you know, beat anybody on a go route. Uh, it's great to see a good route runner, good hands, the ability to win 50-50 balls. You know, all that, all those different details that go into being a wide receiver. You want to see them all, right? Of course. But what I like about Jabri Barber is that he can do it all. He has great hands. He's quick. If you get the, get the football to him in space, he will make people miss. He will find holes. He will get to the end zone. That is what I like about him and his tape. It did stand out to me. You know, I really like what this guy did last year. I mean, 999 yards and five touchdowns, you know, that's a yard away from 1,000. That's a no-joke stat line. And he's the guy who I think is going to come in and compete for playing time immediately. I mean, we got to remember, wide receiver is a position that you're not going to have, you know, players are going to go down. We saw it last year. Evan Stewart's in and out of the lineup. Noah Thomas is in and out of the lineup. Everybody was a little banged up last year. Receivers a position, you need a ton of depth. Ton. So bringing in a Jabri Barber, you know, knowing you lost a lot of players, a lot of um, wide receiver commits, and you lost a lot of talent there, and you lost um, a guy to the portal, a talented guy. So bringing in more and more depth at this position is huge, especially experienced veteran depth. Because it just is going to give you, you know, I feel pretty good about Moose and Noah Thomas and Johnny Walker. You know, I think we all do. I think we all feel pretty good there. But do you want, you know, more players behind them? Of course. So do I think Jabri uh, Barber, I keep going to say Barker, Jabri Barber is going to start? Uh, I don't, I'm not there. But I am willing to say he's going to help make this football team better and he will play a role. And if one of those three guys were to go down, he is going to be, I think, launched into a much more significant role. And he's a player that I don't think you'd see a ton of drop off. He's experienced. He's put up good numbers for a good Troy football team. So I really like Jabri Barber. The next guy I got here is Jaden Hill, corner, played at Florida. He had two sacks last year, 39 tackles, PFF grade of 63.9, but a, a uh, run grade of 74.1. I always love that when uh, players in the secondary aren't afraid to help in the run, you know, because some of them, some of those corners, and you know, they don't want to help in the run. They just want to cover their guy. When you see a corner who's not afraid to, you know, get dirty and, and tackle and, I like to see that, and that's what Jaden Hill is. Another guy who missed some tackles. Both of the Florida guys, you know, with Scooby and, and Jaden Hill, missed some tackles. No question there. Some stuff to work on for Jaden Hill, but he's a guy who has played SEC football, and that's something you know I'd like to add for Scooby as well, obviously. They have played SEC football. I always say whenever a player comes in, I don't care if it's from the Big Ten, if it's from, um, you know, a smaller school, Wherever you're coming from, there is a – there. you have to get used to playing in the SEC. It's just reality. It is, it's, it is truly just reality. Um, and so knowing that Jaden Hill is a corner who can come in and, and maybe play early on at Texas A&M and doesn't need, you know, that kind of transition period into the SEC is an extremely helpful thing. 
I think that he can come right in and go, okay, I've played in the SEC. I've gone against the best receivers. I know how to do this. And I, I think that um, gets me a little more excited about Jaden. Like I said, Donovan Saunders is, is the guy I really like at corner this year. I like Will Lee as well. Um, but I, so I, I kind of have my guys who I really like already as, uh, you know, potential starters next year. But I do think Jaden Hill is a player who is going to add depth at a position where you were awful last year, just truly awful last year. So I like Jaden Hill. I, 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 like I said, I not as much as some of these other guys, but I think he's a great football player that will be a depth addition to this roster and makes me feel better. If one of the guys that I really like were to go down with an injury, that is what gets me excited. So I like the addition there. I really do like the addition there. The other corner you got is BJ Mays from UAB, six foot one, a buck eighty-five. He had forty-one tackles, uh, ten PBUs, two interceptions. He had a seventy-two overall PFF grade. But this is what gets me excited about a corner: a seventy-seven point eight coverage grade. That means he was really good in coverage, which is what. You want a corner to do. You want him to be good in coverage. And Mays proved, hey, I can do that. I can be good in coverage. I'm a talented football player from UAB. And, you know, I Mays is a guy, I've, same boat as Hill a little bit. I think that he might be more of a depth addition. And, you know, it's so funny. With the struggles to the secondary last year, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, that room kind of clean house to where like even some of the younger guys are, are depth pieces this year and guys like uh, Saunders and Jaden Hill and, and will the blanket Lee and Mays are your guys. So, you know, but there's not, there's only so many spots out there, you know, and you've added so many players in the secondary that not everybody can play, but I do think Mays, like Hill, I think these are similar additions. In, in, the only difference really for me is that one played in the SEC, one did not. But I think Mays is a talented football player that can help this football team. I think he's a player that adds depth at that second in the secondary and can make you better. And that's what I like about him. So I kind of feel, like I said, he's in the same boat with Hill, but I do think that they both make – this football team better just based on depth. The last guy we're talking about here in segment two is Rodas Johnson, the defensive lineman. What I like about Johnson is his ability to move all over the defensive line. He can do it all. And I really, really like that. You see that, you know, I, I love a versatile player who can do it all on the defensive line. It, can he play inside, outside? This guy can play all over the defensive line, and I love that because, you know, that's that's a coach's dream, a player that you can go, okay, where should I stick you? Where should I put this guy? Should I put this player at this position? Well, I can put him wherever I want. Let's find what best fits him, and if, hey, we have an injury here, I'll stick you here. I think this is a great – once again, I feel pretty good that you got your guys on the defensive line now, but Rodas Johnson – is a legitimate, legitimate dude that is going to make this football team better when it comes to depth. Like, I don't think whoever does end up starting, which we'll get into that stuff more in the offseason, there won't be much drop-off from Johnson, from starter to Johnson, if Johnson is 
you know, first off the bench in the defensive line. I really like that he plays multiple positions. He had a PFF grade of 67.2, 73.2 against the run. Tons of experience, like I said, versatile. Um, he, he had 18 tackles. So, you know, he's a guy, he's a he's a guy who eats up blocks. That is kind of his role. Uh, six foot three, 285 pounds, played in the Big Ten, played against some of those good Big Ten offensive lines that I think is going to help translate quicker to the SEC. But I, I think Rodas Johnson is a guy who's going to make this football team better. And another thing, based on depth, but he's going to be out there. I can tell you that. Some of these corners, you know, of the corners we've talked about today, not all of them are going to be out there. You know, not every one of them is going to be out there playing, you know, every day. Johnson's going to be out there playing, and I really like the tape, and I like what he adds versatility-wise and being able to play multiple positions-wise. He makes Texas A&M better heading into next season. Now it's time to talk about something I've been excited to talk about all day, all week, all morning, and that is the big uglies up front. Finally, finally, we got some offensive linemen to talk about, and we'll do that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But I want to tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but can we talk for just a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin, right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That is incredibly scary. I can't imagine a loved one being sick and their supply chain issues when it comes to some of these life-saving medicines. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, uh, skin infections, among others, this stuff can happen to any of us. And that is why you want to go visit Jace Medical and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board of certified physicians and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. It's time to talk about some of these offensive line additions. You had two in Armage Reed Adams from Kansas and then Derek Graham from Troy. So Graham is the guy, 6'4", 314. You know, he's going to compete for time right now when he gets to Texas A&M. You got... Adams, who is more of the interior offensive lineman, he's going to be a guard. And then you've got Graham, who's going to likely play tackle. I think that Graham's got the build to where you could move him inside. You know, six foot four is not the tallest tackle in the world. So you could move him inside. You could move him outside. I think Adams is a guy who's going to stay inside uh, six foot five, 330 pounds. You know, he doesn't have that tackle build to kind of go out there. I, I see him more of a guard. So, obviously, tackle is the offensive line position that Texas A&M needed the most help, and you got a little bit here. You got some guard help as well. You know, I would continually talk about the offensive line, and folks would say, 
well, listen, we need we need tackles. We need tackles. And I, I'll raise this. I think we need everything. We don't just need tackles. Interior offensive line, center, guard, tackle. I agree. I feel better about where we're at on the interior than on the tackles. No question. But I will take any warm body in this offensive line room. I, I think that, you know, Texas A&M's always had the size up front. I, I just don't think that Texas A&M has had the development. I think that this new staff is going to change that. I don't think we're going to see these same offensive line issues going forward, but bringing in guys like this, you know, Adams, a guy from Kansas who's proved he can play at the Power 5 level, Derek Graham, a guy who's proved he can play for a long time for a really good Troy football team, that makes me feel a lot better about the offensive line room going forward. What do these guys' roles look like? That'll be interesting. That'll be one. The offensive line room to me is one of the most intriguing conversations to have. And that's a conversation we will have. But um, you will see these guys on the field. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Will it be in a starting role? Will it be um, in different ways? That is still to be seen. We'll have that conversation, you know, when we kind of get done with portal talk here. But these guys, these big uglies up front, make Texas AM a much better football team the last guy and then we'll call it a day ladies and gentlemen i know it's a lot of guys a lot of guys to talk about but ej smith you might have heard of his dad some guy named emmett smith i don't know maybe you've heard of that guy supposedly he's a pretty good player back in his day um <laughs> but i hope you all know i'm being sarcastic when i say that i know who emmett smith is i want to make that clear before we get there but ej smith from stanford transfer what I like about EJ, plain and simple, is he can do it all on the uh, in the running back room. Okay, fifty-three carries, two hundred eighteen yards, and one touchdown. Thirty-three receptions for two hundred and forty-two yards. Heading in the last season, you know, like even in media days, Coach Fisher was, out, you know, I, that was one of the questions I asked was about the running back room, and you know, Coach Fisher was quick to say, "Well, we like everybody. We think everybody can catch the ball out of the backfield." That was the question for me who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And obviously everybody proved they could do it a little bit, but I think that with the stable of running backs you have right now, EJ Smith can come in and be that receiving back. He's proven he can do it and he looks really good doing it. So I would not be one bit surprised to see him out there on the field, uh, catching passes. That is how good this guy is. I think he's going to be good. I think uh, Texas A&M might use him a little differently, use him a little better. But watching the tape, I think he's shifty and he can be a good running back for the Aggies. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Thank you all so much for making Texas Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Tuning in every single day. I really do appreciate it. I hope everybody has a great rest of your Monday and we will see you tomorrow.